0: running to be your governor, the governor for the state of Michigan. Good day, everyone, and welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for tuning in. It was once on one of the least surprising announcements in Michigan political history. Former Detroit Police Chief James Craig has made it clear for months that he intends to run for governor as a Republican, and he hopes to challenge Governor Gretchen Whitmer's bid for re-election next November. He's even slipped on to national television by saying he's running for governor before making a choreographed announcement. Well, after an entire summer of anticipation, And time for his campaign to plan and decide how he would make that announcement. Yesterday was supposed to to be the day. But it didn't quite go as planned. Or did it? Here's what it sounded like when Craig first tried to make the announcement on Belle Isle yesterday morning. So, protesters affiliated with the group Detroit Will Breathe swarmed around Craig's podium and chanted over him as he was trying to make his announcement. Now, if you listen really closely, you can hear Craig say in that clip, I am running for governor of the state of Michigan. But you got to listen really, really closely because he was all but drowned out by that group which has long accused craig of being heavy-handed and using unjust force against protesters as chief of police and many of those charges have been substantiated detroit police were sanctioned for the way in which they responded to uh, the black lives Matter minor protests uh, last summer so craig was forced yesterday to switch locations to make his speech announcing his run for governor. And that's where we want to start the conversation today. And we want to hear from you. What do you make of James Craig's bid for governor as a Republican? What's your reaction to his announcement in Detroit yesterday and the protests that almost derailed it completely? Also, what do you think of Craig's tenure as police chief here in the city of Detroit? And do you think he might make a decent governor. As always, you can call us at 313-577-1019 to join the conversation here on Detroit Today, 313-577-1019. You can go to the WDET Facebook page as well and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we'll try to work you into the conversation Uh, that way. Uh, I especially want to hear from folks who maybe were part of the protests here in Detroit last summer during the pandemic uh, and after the murder of of George Floyd. We had some of the most prolific protests in the country here in Detroit, and the the police uh, played, I think, a pretty controversial role uh, in in, uh, the way that they responded to those to those protests. There was no question that there was some uh, very inappropriate behavior, some violent responses by police in some cases. Uh, There was a lot of criticism of James Craig for that. Uh, We would love to hear from people who were witness to what happened uh, last summer uh, to talk about this idea of the person who led that police department deciding that he wants to lead our entire state. Again, 313 577 1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter and put comments there, and uh, we'll work you into the conversation that way. Joining us now to talk about what happened yesterday and what we might be expecting as we get into the campaign for governor here in Michigan in 2022 are two people who have been paying quite a bit of attention to all of this. Chad Good is a senior editor. Crane's Detroit business. He was on Belle Isle yesterday when uh, James Craig tried to make his announcement. Uh, Chad, welcome back to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me, Stephen. And also with us is Bryce Huffman. He's a reporter and producer for Bridge Detroit. Uh, Bryce is one of the people uh, who covered the protests in Detroit uh, last summer in reaction to to the murder of George Floyd and saw the interactions between those protesters and uh, police here in Detroit. Bryce, welcome back to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me on Steven. Okay, we're going to start with you, Chad. You were there for the announcement. Uh, tell me what happened and what your biggest takeaways were.
1: Yeah, so um, when you hold a campaign kickoff in a public space like a state park like Belle Isle, uh, you risk the chance that, uh, uh, you cannot control the crowd. You cannot control what is said, uh, or who is standing or potentially shouting, uh, at your uh, candidate. And that seems to be what, uh, James Craig's campaign kind of went for. Um, uh, they, they seem to have wanted this confrontation, um, because lo and behold, within an hour of James Craig being run out of his own campaign event, they were putting out, uh, emails to, uh, to donors asking for support, saying, look at what the leftists did. They, sh- they, uh, they stormed, uh, his podium. Now we should be clear. They did not storm his podium. They were there occupying his space before he even arrived. Um, and so from there, I mean, then the uh, campaign decided they, they suddenly had a, a, a second location. Uh, they talked, told reporters, don't leave. We might, he might come back. And then they told us to go across the river, uh, over to the former uh, GM UAW, uh, human resources center, uh, on the riverfront, uh, a, a, a office building that is a, um, enclosed, um, secured and has a gated entrance. Mm-hmm. And they were checking IDs and then he still got his sort of, backdrop of Detroit press conference on the rooftop of this building. Um, So he got kind of seemingly optics for both. And then um, 8.30 last night, uh, James Craig was on Tucker Carlson's show on Fox News. And sure enough, uh, they had um, B-roll of the uh, disruption uh, on Belle Isle being played on a split screen while Tucker Carlson uh, was um, uh, giving some you know, rather softball questions to James Craig.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, so, Chad, in your mind and from your vantage point, was this orchestrated? Was this an attempt to to sort of bait these protesters into being fodder for uh, ads that w- that will be targeted at Michiganders who? don't agree with the aims of black lives matter and who buy into the false narrative i want to make clear that it is false that uh, these protests in detroit last last summer were were violent and out of control uh i mean that's a pretty cynical um act if that's true do, do you do you feel like that's what what we were witnessing it
1: does it does feel like that. And, uh, and the evidence is that, uh, James Craig has already tried to make the protest last summer one of the hallmarks of why he's running for governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has said over and over, Detroit did not burn on my watch, unlike other cities. He's trying to, trying to, you know, uh, compare, uh, the sort of looting we saw, uh, that happened in protests in like Portland, uh, compared to Detroit. Uh, which is not a complete accurate betrayal of, of what actually transpired in Detroit, but he's trying to, that's where he's trying to burnish this law and order image. And, and by having a confrontation yesterday, uh, he got, uh, he got that. And it was very evident just based on those, that email that went out and that, uh, that B roll that ended up on Fox News that they wanted this. This was not a campaign kickoff to, uh, necessarily uh, appease the media or or appeal to Detroiters. Um, this was, uh, as, as one Republican uh, operative kind of noted, this was meant to uh, to appeal to a voter in Shelby Township, mm. um, a Republican primary voter, and, and he's in a primary of nine other people already, nine people total, and and uh, and, and then he's he's the most prominent name in the in the in the mix. At this point, but uh, he's going to he's still going to have a primary, and so he needs to uh, to appeal to a pretty narrow segment of the, of the electorate uh, who li- who live in the Shelby townships, the exurbs of Detroit, and the exurbs of Grand Rapids. Those folks uh, decide Republican primaries in the state.
0: Hmm. Uh, Bryce, I want to bring you into the conversation here and have you talk about uh, Chief Craig and his relationship to not only protesters like the ones we saw in Belle Isle yesterday in Detroit, but also uh, to Detroit citizens. he had been police chief for uh, uh, quite some time, uh, and that relationship is pretty complicated. Uh, so I wonder what you make of his decision uh, to make his announcement here in Detroit, among Detroiters, and the backlash that we saw to it yesterday on Belle Isle.
2: Yeah, so when I heard that he was announcing on Belle Isle, I wasn't surprised to see protesters quickly organizing and trying to figure out ways to disrupt his announcement. Because, uh, as you said, he spent a large majority of last summer demonizing the Black Lives Matter protest movements in other cities and in Detroit. So I think his appeal is not to most Detroiters, um, but there certainly are some who are fans of his. Remember, he was a police chief here for eight years. There's a lot of Detroiters who, um, typically older Detroiters, um, Detroiters who vote often. Um, Those are the Detroiters, uh, a lot of the times, who like Chief Craig, like what he stood for. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was often very vocal in speaking out against um, criminals and people who, uh, even if they're not exactly criminals, younger Detroiters who um, can be a bit of a nuisance for older Detroiters. Uh, So his appeal in Detroit is to um, older, more socially conservative Detroiters, people who um, might not be fans of what they saw last year with uh, the 100-plus days of protesting, Hmm. people who would themselves never... Uh, say, they're anti-Black Lives Matter, but people who, um, through their words and actions, uh, in my experience, very much so have problems with how uh, um, younger people choose to voice their opinions, specifically about police.
0: Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. And and going forward, Bryce, what do you think of Chief Craig's prospects and I guess approach to to the city of Detroit. He is a he is a Detroiter, uh, someone who started his career as a police officer here in in Detroit, and then uh, over time went and did some other things and came back to be the police chief. We, we saw Donald Trump get uh, many more votes in the city of Detroit in 2020 than he had before in 2016. He also got more votes than Mitt Romney or John McCain had uh, in, in presidential elections before. Uh, is, is it possible for Craig, I guess, to ride those kind of coattails with this kind of, with this kind of message and, and get Detroiters to support him in ways that they have not supported other Republicans before Donald Trump?
2: Yeah, I think there's two things that uh, I like to point out here. Uh, The first is that Chief Craig is not John James, right? Like he is uh, someone who was very vocal in Detroit, uh, very – you could see him everywhere in Detroit long before he ever really talked about his politics vocally. Um, So that gives him a a big advantage. He had built relationships with lots of Detroiters – who didn't necessarily know that he voted for Donald Trump twice or didn't necessarily know uh, that last year he was going to appear on Fox news every other week. Um, so that's one thing. And the second is, as you pointed out with Donald Trump getting way more votes in Detroit than previous Republicans, or even more than he got in 2016, uh, Detroiters are more conservative than I think a lot of people uh, are willing to give them credit for, so to speak. And, um, You know, if you ask a lot of older uh, Detroiters who vote consistently about their views of politics, you know, they're going to you're they're going to slant much more conservative than you might suspect for a city that's 80 percent black. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, there's lots of different reasons for that. But at the end of the day, Chief Craig has the chance to really capitalize on uh, black people who are not satisfied with voting for Democrats Whether it be for factual reasons or emotional reasons, is kind of irrelevant when you get down to the voting booth. Um, So I think he does have a chance to steal a lot of Detroit votes away um, in the governor's race. But I don't necessarily know if he will have enough Detroit votes to take out Whitmer.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to continue this conversation about James Craig's announcement that he is running for governor, the formal announcement yesterday. We'll talk about the reaction to it. We'll also hear from you the listeners about what you think about James Craig running for uh, governor. Brian in Dearborn, Trey in Detroit, Dennis in Macomb, you're up next. If you want to join them, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter and put comments there and we'll make you part of the program that way. We'll be right back. Today, this is Detroit today on one oh one nine. WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. My guests are Chad Good. He's a senior editor at Cranes Detroit Business. Also with us is Bryce Huffman, a reporter and producer for Bridge Detroit. We're talking about James Craig, former police chief here in Detroit, and his announcement yesterday, his formal announcement, that he will run for governor or seek to run for governor against uh, Gretchen Whitmer, who will stand for re-election next year. Uh, James Craig will have to Clear, a pretty crowded primary on the Republican side, but he is certainly the most well-known candidate so far to announce his interest. He made his announcement yesterday, and there was a very vocal response uh, on Belle Isle in the spot where he had decided to make this announcement. Uh, He is now raising money, really, off of that response, sort of trying to point out that uh, he was the firewall here in Detroit between, quote-unquote, violent protesters uh, and the citizens. Uh, We want to know what you think about uh, his announcement, the way it went, uh, the way the protests against his announcement went, what they said, whether that resonates with you. Also, what you think about James Craig as a potential gubernatorial candidate. Is he somebody that you think uh, could really challenge Gretchen Whitmer next uh, year? Is he somebody that you might vote for? especially want to hear from you if you live in the city of Detroit and are considering voting for James Craig for governor next year. As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter, put comments there, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Big Neo on Twitter says the GOP is trying to get more black folks to join their team. They aren't all bad, but the individuals they're choosing to add to their ranks have token written all over them. I hope that Craig does well by the people, but I have reservations. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Trey in Detroit. Trey, what's uh, on your mind?
3: Well, I'm bothered by the, the fraud that Craig is trying to pull. Everybody who's really paying attention knows that a couple of decades ago Dennis Archer arranged for the Justice Department to give the professionalism to the Detroit Police Department that we've been experiencing experiencing since that time uh Craig had nothing to do with that obviously he's riding on some of the benefit of it except now it's been long enough that it's started to wear off and you're starting to see some of the unfortunate behavior such as that last police shooting where you had officers running down the street shooting past each other uh like they're making a cowboy movie without the horses mm. um, it's 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 an absurd notion and um he has uh he has no business uh considering advancing to something outside his own field when he hasn't learned to uh really control the people who are under his direction now.
0: Hmm. No, Trey, I really appreciate uh the call and especially that historical perspective on why policing changed here in Detroit. You're right, it was under the Archer administration that the uh that the federal government decided to get involved in trying to alter the way that police were trained here. A lot didn't happen for a long time uh, during that oversight while Kwame Kilpatrick was uh, mayor. But when Dave Bing uh, took over, one of the things that he really accomplished in the short time that he was uh, mayor was getting all of that wrapped up and setting policing in Detroit on a, on a really different path. Um, and, and so you're right that James Craig inherited all of that he did not uh, he did not create it. Uh thanks again for the the call and the insight. Uh let's go to Brian in Dearborn. Brian, what's on your mind?
4: Hey uh Steve this is uh this is Brian over in Dearborn mm-hmm. and I was a, a a journalist during the the protests last summer mm-hmm. and covered what was happening in Dearborn and um it's really It's really surprising to me that the press has not been harder on Craig for the fact that uh, under his leadership, the several journalists were beaten, handcuffed and arrested. Some were shot with pellets by Detroit police officers. And that was after the press had confirmed with DPD that the curfews that they had placed Uh, at that time, would not be affecting them, Mm -hmm. that they would be allowed to do their job freely. And so I think that it's really important to remind everyone that under his leadership, uh, the Detroit Police Department wasn't just brutally suppressing protests and establishing curfews that I think have proven to be more of a cause of rioting than a preventer of it, but The fact is, is he went after journalists, Hmm. and that's a step towards totalitarianism, you Hmm. know. And he's never apologized that I've seen. He's never put out any statement saying, you know, this isn't our values. They just, to me, it's inexplicable and and it's unforgivable. Uh, Brian, I and,
0: yeah, Brian, well, I, yeah. I I really appreciate the call and that perspective. I mean, I think there are a lot of people who don't know from the journalist's perspective what that was like to be out there with the protesters and the police trying to tell the story of what was going on and and no question, uh, there were things that happened that seemed wildly inappropriate. Uh, during that. Uh, Bryce, I, I want to bring you back into the conversation here. You were one of the journalists out in the streets last uh, last summer covering the protests. I wonder what your reaction is to what Brian's talking about, and if you can give us a, uh, a fuller sense of what the relationship was, again, between police and citizens, police and journalists, uh, while all of that was happening.
2: Yeah, so at first, obviously, You know, I I feel for all the journalists who uh, were prevented from doing their jobs, were uh, harassed, were, uh, you know, met with unnecessary force just in the pursuit of truth, fairness and accuracy. Um, But, you know, when I was covering these protests, I saw a lot of Detroit police officers treating these protesters with, you know, a large amount of disrespect, um, pushing them around, calling them names, um doing things that the police department never really apologized for they in fact uh while craig was the chief more or less doubled down on the unnecessary force they were meeting protesters with at one point um and I wasn't at this particular protest but a, a cop vehicle ran uh through a crowd of people mm-hmm. um and you know I should explain for people who are hearing this for the first time maybe um the cop was parked, there were people crowded around chanting, and the car then drove through and, you know, dragged a few protesters on the car before they fell off. Um, and instead of saying, yeah, that's not what we stand for, that's not what we do here, Chief Craig and Mayor Duggan both, you know, kind of shrugged and said, well, what what should we have done instead? You know, they pretended that this was fine, that this was normal. So, you know, when you hear Chief Craig talk about, um, keeping the city from burning, you know, making sure we didn't fall into chaos like Portland. Um, you know, you, you can only take that with a grain of salt. It's mm-hmm. just simply not how things went down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, Brian, I really appreciate, uh, I really appreciate your call and uh, your perspective. Uh, Patrick on Twitter says Belle Isle is a state park. We go to to relax and enjoy the outdoors. Craig choosing that site is psycho it's a state park take your circus somewhere else i live in detroit and play softball in belle isle get out of gretchen's way uh aaron on twitter says uh the audio and visual of the protesters on belle isle will be fodder for the gop and the audio of craig admitting that he had no evidence that they were paid and being asked if that is how he served in office will be fodder for the left it is uh, a push Let's go back to the phones here. Uh, Dennis in Macomb. Dennis, welcome to the show. Hi, Dennis. Hey. Go ahead.
5: Yes, I'd like to uh, thank you for letting me, let me put my vote, voice out here. Uh-huh. And I, I think Chief Craig and the, the rest of the police officers in this fine country of ours need to uphold their oath to the First Amendment for us as citizens to be able to peacefully protest our government. But trying to get maybe in his head what he was thinking after seeing what happened, happened in Portland and Seattle. Maybe he thought he didn't want that to happen in Detroit, mm. which doesn't justify his over, you know, his abuse of the citizenry. But if the citizenry turns violent, they have to do what they have to do to, to retain order. Um, but to come off and initiate violence is totally against. Mm what they Uh, what they should be doing
0: yeah dennis really appreciate uh uh, really appreciate the the call and the perspective there Uh, chad i want to get before we have to break to some of the substance of james craig's message and how well that message might be resonating with people outside the city of detroit where of course i think his campaign uh, will be focused Uh, one of the things he said yesterday was that he doesn't support uh, mask mandates and 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 things like that, that he thinks, for instance, in schools, that parents should be making those kinds of decisions. He also criticized Governor Gretchen Whitmer for not fixing the roads, which I thought was a particularly targeted criticism. Of course, she ran uh, three years ago saying that she was going to fix the roads. It was almost uh, the sole message of her campaign, um, he's saying that that hasn't been done. But then you asked him what his plan was for improving infrastructure, and I thought he had a really interesting and possibly contradictory response to that.
1: Yeah, his response was uh, it's uh, not uh, one of his priorities, but I do think the roads need to get fixed, which is a really curious way of saying um i'm not roads are not not on my agenda basically um which uh which which was we'll see how that really plays uh both in the primary and i don't think it'll play well in a general election, um particularly in southeast Michigan, particularly in oakland uh county western Wayne county and um and Macomb county, where we have uh some of the worst infrastructure crumbling roads in America right now mm.
0: Uh, what about the other parts of his of, of his message? Uh, what, what what kind of candidate are we seeing him emerge to be in in this field?
1: Yeah, he's he's clearly trying to um, uh, make this about him and Gretchen Whitmer. I mean, he doesn't quite really have um, a, a very defined race yet in the primary. Uh, Tudor Dixon, uh, this, um, uh, Republican, uh, conservative, uh, talk show host from West Michigan. She has, uh, lined up some pretty good, uh, and well-known political operatives to work on her campaign. She seems to have the most viable, uh, candidacy so far to, to challenge James Craig. Cause at this point, this is James Craig's primary to lose. Um but yeah, you see his messaging really kind of focusing on what's hot with Republicans right now, mass mandates, uh the vaccine mandates. He 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 name dropped uh natural immunity um uh, as as an issue why, you know, kind of taking up uh, the uh the mantle, the drumbeat that uh Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky has been kind of uh uh leading for quite a while, uh just calling into question the science. Uh, he kept, you know, kept saying, and these, these are tested messages that Governor Whitmer has been practicing political science, not actual science just throughout the pandemic. So the, he was clearly, um, uh, giving a, a stump speech that was aimed at, and like I said, narrow, uh, Republican, uh, uh, voter that, that voter in Shelby, Macomb Township, um, who, who they're trying to, you know, appeal both on the, the uh, the um, you know I I was tough in Detroit uh, uh, side, but also, um, you know, speaking to some of the uh, the hot issues on the right right now.
0: Hmm. Okay, uh, Chad Live and Good and Bryce Huffman. It is always great to talk with uh, the two of you. Thanks so much for being here to tell us about James Craig's big day here in Detroit.
2: Thanks for having Thanks, me on. You know.
0: Okay, when we're going to take another quick break and we come back, we're going to hear from the chair of the Michigan Public Service Commission about its look into how our local utilities are responding to more frequent storms and outages. We've been talking for weeks about how crazy this summer has been with the intensity and frequency of the storms and the consequences. Uh, with regard to electricity and plumbing and water being all over the place. We're going to have a conversation about whether we should be expecting more of that chaos or whether the utilities are really pivoting to be able to address these things in a different way. Stay with us for more Detroit Today.